Welcome to the Layman's Homily Podcast. I'm Tony Darienzo, and alongside me is a guest co-host, my friend Jeff Mead. In this week's episode, in honor of the solemnity of our patron, St. Joseph, we'll be talking about fatherhood. What is going on with fatherhood in the modern world? How is Christian fatherhood different? And how do we live it practically, even if we don't have our own children? And, of course, what is so great about St. Joseph? All this and more on Layman's Homily. Welcome back to the podcast, and happy Patron Day, dear listeners. In honor of St. Joseph, we have a banger of a show for you, so let's dive right in. This week, we have as a guest co-host my friend, Jeff Mead. And so, Jeff, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah. Uh, Tony, thank you very much for having me. Uh, my name is Jeff Mead, and uh, I've lived in Atlanta now for three years. I moved here in November 2018 from Rapid City, South Dakota, and um, I was born and raised Catholic, and uh, I work for Bang Energy Drinks, so um, this show is definitely sponsored by Bang today. All right, thank, thank you very much for the introduction, and I'm glad to have you as a part of this, this episode. So, uh, let's start. What does our society think about fatherhood? Yeah, I think um, the uh, societal perception of fatherhood it's uh in my view it seems like there's a an attack on the masculine man and i think it's it's a it's a great thing to empower women but um i in a sense i view it as um kind of contradictory in a sense because it's almost like it's um it's bringing down the masculine man and, and raising the femininity of, 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 of women. And I, th- I don't think it's necessarily um, promoting men to be who we're supposed to be, especially in, in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's definitely an attack on, a, you might hear the phrase, a toxic masculinity being thrown around. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's what yeah. our society thinks of men and particularly fathers, right? I think a lot of our problems in society stem from bad fatherhood where a lot of fathers either abandon their families or just aren't present yeah. when they're, even when they're with their families. Yeah. So um, what are some examples of good and bad fathers in secular culture? Hmm. Good and bad fathers in secular culture. Well, let's see. Um Bad fathers in secular culture. I think uh, the list is is very long. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, who who are your uh, who are your list off the top of your head that you uh, that you have? Um, yeah. So a lot of I think a lot of comedies today show bad fathers or making the fathers look like bumbling, stumbling yeah. idiots. Kind of like uh, weak men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for instance, The Simpsons, right? Long-running show, but Homer Simpson, you have he's just like being dumb the entire time. Yeah. Pretty much, like, entirely being a bad father. Yeah. Um, family Guy, you have Peter Griffin, right? Who's not the best father either. Yeah. 
and and George Lopez, the George Lopez show, um, starring George Lopez, who as the bumbling, stumbling father. Yeah. Um, and then the list can go on. Yeah, it's they're not exactly uh, examples of of a man um, taking the role of the the leader of the family and um, leading his family towards holiness or anything like that. It's uh, like you said, they're. Uh, more along the lines of like being uh, bumbling, stumbling idiots. Yeah, yeah. And even other types of movies or shows, like not necessarily comedies, like have father issues. For instance, uh, the Star Wars saga. Obviously, you have Darth Vader, uh, Anakin Skywalker, not being uh, the best father to uh, his children. Um, and you know, I mean, Anakin himself didn't have a father, and part of that. You know, is part of that is what lead, ends up turning him towards the dark side. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, the uh, the pull towards the uh, the dark side was the the bad guy in the movie uh, becoming Anakin's father figure. Yeah, um, like in the first, the Phantom Menace, which you know gets a lot of uh, a lot of criticism from a lot of people, um, but. In that movie, you have Qui-Gon Jinn, who's this, like, the father figure that Anakin need, needed, right? He's this this guy who, like, pro- is protecting him, is, like, caring about him, is, like, encouraging him to be something great, like, leading him on the right path. But then, spoiler alert, he he gets uh, taken out. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of, part of that, like, kind of sets Anakin without a real father figure. I mean, Obi-Wan tries to be that for him, but ultimately yeah. he's not the father that Anakin needs. Yep. And so ultimately Anakin turns to Palpatine himself who seduces him yep. on the way towards the dark side. Yeah. Um so yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn would be an example of a good father and yep. good father figure in secular culture. Another example would be Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. Uncle Ben, Spider-Man. Who, you know, tell, tells Peter Parker, right, that famous quote, with great power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. Right? You know, re- like seeking responsibility, like that's the mark of a man. That's the mark of a, yeah. of a good father. Yep. So true. So true. So now we've seen some, some stuff about secular fatherhood. How is Christian fatherhood different? Yeah, I, th- I think... With Christian fatherhood, if you uh, look at fatherhood from a non-Christian sense, it's kind of like the uh, um, the eros, which is um, like that uh, that desire within man to to strive and and to do great things. It's kind of like without Christianity, that eros is just kind of running wild. Mm-hmm. And within Christianity, we ha- we're able to. Uh, we're able to control that and and bring order to those to that eros, and and ideally, and within uh, like the example of uh, Saint Joseph, for example, like the fruits of the spirit are apparent through Saint Joseph, mm-hmm. and um, uh, through uh, through just great self control, and um, and basically just that that discipline that. Uh, that he as a father is able to then lead and and uh, and give the give the mother um, 
the support that she needs, that safety, and and then um, and then raise raise kids to uh, to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, it sounds like you're basically saying that Christian fatherhood mean, implies like the father being in control of his own passions, mm. such that he can, you know, be a total gift of himself to his wife and to yeah his kids. Yeah, that's a great message of uh, theology of the body. Yeah. Yeah, making a gift of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, which our Heavenly Father does. And we see this in the Our Father prayer, right? Give us this Give us this day our daily bread. Our, fa- our Heavenly Father gives us, like, the, need, the means of sustainment to, to move through this life. And as Christian fathers, we're called to be images of the Heavenly Father. Um, so, you know, we're called to you know, be providers for, for our, mm. our families. Yes. Um, and then, you know, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, right? God is, God the Father is protecting us from the evil one. And so, you know, as if we're called to be images of him, we're, we're we as men, we as fathers are supposed to protect the the family from um any any yeah. external external or internal threats yeah that requires uh like courage and eros and uh that spirit to uh to just stand up for for what is right and what is good mm-hmm. and uh that's i i don't view those as feminine traits i view those as uh like masculine traits that that man needs to to live out yeah yeah um so what are where do we see some of these like traits being lived out in sacred scripture um, like what are some examples of good good fathers in in sacred scripture yeah i think the uh the the one that fascinates me the most is just to think about it just to put ourselves in the shoes of i don't want to skip too far ahead here but <laughs> but uh my favorite example is definitely St. Joseph because to think that uh, that God the Father had, um, spoke to St. Joseph and and gave him those messages to to leave and and take uh, take Mary and baby Jesus on those journeys to be there in real life. I I. I I can only imagine what it would have been like for Mary. Um, she, uh, obviously a woman of like the most amazing faith that there's ever been on earth. But St. Joseph was, that was not safe. Uh, there was a lot, a lot on his plate as a man. And, um, and he stepped up and, and did a better job than, he is, for what he did, he is the ideal man yeah. that we as Catholics and Christians aspire to live up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll talk about St. Joseph a little bit more later, but um, <laughs> um, what, there was a point that you brought up about yeah. you know, moving wherever God told him to move. And that brings me back to all the way to the book of Genesis, mm. Abraham, right, our father in faith. And... Right, so he's completely obedient. Right, he moves wherever God tells him to move. 
right? Even in the beginning, he's living in the land of Ur. God tells him, hey, Abraham, or at that point he was Abram. Hey, Abram, go to this land that I'm going to show you. And Abram's like, all right, wife, servants, let's go. And, you know, he, he, does, he has all these journeys and all these uh, adventures that the Lord leads him on up to the point where he, call, he calls him to sacrifice his own son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good, a good father, he doesn't, want, he doesn't want to do that. He loves his son, like, but he doesn't even spare him for, um, for himself. Like, yeah. if, when God tells him to give him up, he doesn't refuse. And that is the mark of a good father, somebody who will listen to the will of God no matter what. Mm, just... Yeah, with uh, unwavering, unwavering faith. Yeah. Um, so how do we live out Christian fatherhood practically? I mean, I know we've talked about being an image of the Heavenly Father, but there are there any other tips that we can you know, look, look to? Well, the first one that comes to mind to me is to, uh, is to make sure that we're uh, celebrating the uh, the highest form of of uh, of Christianity that there is, and that's the celebration of the Mass every weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, um, having that as our uh, our foundation first and foremost, and then uh, um, as Catholics, just 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 uh, it's so wonderful all the the gifts of the sacraments that we are, are blessed with opportunities for for grace and. And living those out, I I, uh, I feel like doing that and making making those priorities just um, just plants within us that spirit of uh, God's spirit, and is becomes an extension to how we we do things throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing too is right. So as fathers. Fathers are supposed to be the heads of the household. So like taking on those responsibilities, even when they're difficult yeah. and, say, and like taking on those des- decisions too, important decisions, right? Ultimately, you know, it's the man that should decide. I know that's controversial in today's day and age, but <laughs> yeah, like that's the way God set it up, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, St. Saint- Paul talks about this and, you know, several places in his letters, that often get brought up as being sexist or whatever, but yeah, right. Women are called to be called to submit to the husbands, yeah. right? To respect their decision, like yeah. the husband's decision. But yeah. as men, there's there's the counterpart: husbands love your wives as Christ loves His church. Mm. And how does Christ love His church? Uh, the cross. The cross. Right. Sacrificing his his very own life for yeah. His bride, the Definitely. church, and yeah. so, yeah, women, yeah. So it's not really that sexist when you think about it, because yeah. you know, it's how we're hus- husbands yeah. are called to, like, fathers are called to sacrifice yeah. to give of themselves, and so yeah, that's how you live it out practically, like sacrificing, yeah, taking every mo- like every opportunity to yeah to sacrifice, yeah. Even our uh, our blessed mother Mary was submissive to the abundant masculinity that 
that St. Joseph had within him. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the two of them, what amazing examples of, uh, for us to look to in terms of the role of the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. So what if we don't have our own children, right? Like I don't have children. You don't have children. Yeah. So how do we live out fatherhood if we don't have our own like biological kids? Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the spirit of the theology of the body, it's the message is that we are to fill ourselves up uh, with God's love and and with the purpose to give our give ourselves away as a gift and and through prayer find out the the best way that we can give ourselves away as that gift is 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 what comes to mind to me and whether that be through service through our church or just uh, being of maximum service to to people and yeah. uh, and um, spreading God's love in that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah helping out those like those who do have kids like helping out those families um, I know one way for me that I do that is helping out with uh, local youth ministry middle, middle school youth ministry um, at a local parish where yeah. You know, I have this small group of kids and for, you know, about an hour, hour and a half a week on Sundays, I'll, you know, help, you know, yeah. be, be like a good example of the faith to them. Yeah. I've, to yeah, supplement, I've... to supplement, not to take away, not to take anything away from, but to supplement what the parents are yeah. hopefully teaching them in the home. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen you in action over there. You're, uh, you're, you're keeping those kids in line. It's a, it's a great thing. It's, it's a time, but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's really good to like give your, give yourself as a gift yeah. in, in that way. Um, and yeah, obviously, obviously praying because another thing too, is that clergy and religious, right? They don't like, they don't have kids. Um, so, but they're still called to be fathers, right? We call our priests fathers, mm. uh, like father so-and-so or something, right? Yeah. Um, why are they called that even though they don't have any kids? It's because they're not, they're the father of the whole parish community. They're the spiritual father of the whole parish community. Um, like to lead the, the community in holiness and giving giving themselves away like like we're talking about giving themselves as gifts like to everyone in the parish community yeah absolutely yeah it's uh that's a great mindset to have so yeah um now this this last question in this section might be a tough one like for a lot of people right because some people do like experience these father wounds, like you know they have bought bad fathers or you know fathers that have passed away. Um, like I know one of my friends, like she just recently lost her like father. She lost her father. Uh, he passed away, and so yeah. what do we what do we do if we don't have a like a father figure in our life? Yeah, like an earthly father figure. Yeah, that's that's such a. That's such a, a tough question, and I really wish that that was something that the church placed a greater amount of importance on. Uh, I, I truly believe in the phrase that men are made and and women are born. That uh, that also that line also might be controversial 
um, depending who we're speaking to. But, uh, but yeah, we, we desperately need for those, those kids, boys and girls, that, that are faced with those difficulties, the ability to develop and, and grow. And, and I think uh, that, sh- I think that should be a responsibility of, of our church. And um, also in a way of uh, giving as, as men, even men that don't have kids, men and women, to give themselves away as a gift in that way. Um, because, uh, because those boys definitely need to, to, uh, experience that rite of passage to become men and, and those women, those young girls, they, they need to, uh, have that development for themselves. And, uh, yeah, my prayer is just that, uh, we as a, as a church, the Catholic church, we need to do a better job at that in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, praying praying for those for those fathers um, that aren't living up to their calling, um, that are still stuck in this what we call extended adolescence. Mm. Um, so praying for them to become men, like and like take on those responsibilities. Um, praying and also praying for the souls of those fathers whom we've we've lost, like who have gone to the next life. Um, but then also realizing too, we do have, like we do have fathers in our life. Like they're not necessarily biological. Um, I mean, yeah, we all have a biological father, and but if he's moved, his soul has moved to the next life, we we do have spiritual fathers as well. Like like I talked about, we have our priests, um, who are the spiritual fathers of the communities that they that they serve. But we also have. Our Heavenly Father, we have Him in Heaven, um, and He, even if our fathers fail us or leave, like He'll He'll never abandon us, mm-hmm. um, and He always shows us what it means to be a father. There's also one other person in Heaven, another spiritual father, not, who's not God, but who's in Heaven and is always ready to intercede for us, and that is Saint Joseph. So now yeah. we move on to our cloud of witnesses segment where <laughs> this week we're uh, only talking about St. Joseph because it's the patron day of the podcast. Um, so how great is St. Joseph? Well, first off, countless saints have praised his virtues, um, such as St. Augustine, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Jose Maria Escriva, St. John Paul II. Those are some mm. pretty yeah. awesome saints but you also have so many more that have extolled the virtues of saint joseph but what are those virtues well um we have we have only to look at the litany of saint joseph where it lists off six of them joseph most just joseph most chaste joseph most prudent joseph most courageous joseph most obedient joseph most faithful so what what do those mean wow can you uh Elaborate yeah. on those a little bit. Yeah, I think it. Uh, everything that you just mentioned there is everything that a man could strive to be, um, and because of that, Saint Joseph is is that earthly man that we as Catholics, Christians, those are he. He is the model, the earthly model 
that we are to look to to strive to become uh, that man for for ourselves and for for the people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah. And he, he's also, right, speaking about this obedience, um, just just to kind of go off of one of the virtues, just to show as an example, um, he's a man of silence, mm. but he's also a man of action. Because um, when we look in sacred scripture at his life, there's no reco- there are no recorded words of St. Joseph. Um, anytime God's speaking to him, he's sleeping. Mm. Right? That's how, like, aware he was of God's presence and just how, like, committed he was to God is, like, even in his sleep, he's still communicating with God. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and he's just, he just does. He doesn't say anything. He just does it. Just does it. And uh, I think it says so much about St. Joseph that that God would communicate through St. Joseph primarily in terms of uh, the protection of, of Mary and, and baby Jesus. And um, yeah, that's uh, really something. But um, yeah, I think the, uh, one of the things too that, that, just, uh, that just jumps out at me is, is, is just thinking about the idea of, of uh, all the times in, in scripture where you'd hear about Jesus speaking from a place of authority. And, and then Jesus was God. And to think that St. Joseph raised God, the yeah. kind of man that he must have been. And not only that, uh, Mary, Blessed Mary, our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph won, won her heart. Yeah. And, uh, and then he did everything. That when, uh, when, you, when you mentioned uh, the virtue of, of being courageous, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I picture, I see a man more courageous than uh, anyone else that I can think of. It's, uh, that's a pretty, pretty uh, solid resume for a man. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of look at the Old Testament Joseph to kind of see even more about the New Testament St. Joseph, right? So just like um, St. Joseph, Old Testament Joseph is exiled to Egypt, right? The New Testament St. Joseph, right? He, God tells him, hey, Herod's going to kill everybody, all the kids in the area. You need to hurry, take Mary and Jesus and go to Egypt, right? So he's exiled from his home, homeland of Israel to Egypt. Um, same thing with the Old Testament Joseph. So we see in the Old Testament Joseph a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of the New Testament Joseph. Another thing, too, is that the Old Testament Joseph protects the bread, right? So there's this there's these seven years of prosperity in Egypt where Joseph puts, you know, stores up all the grain in um, that he get that Egypt gets. Um, Egypt harvests and then there are seven years of famine and so the whole world comes to Egypt because Egypt has has all the grain and so Joseph is the one that's protecting the bread 
and distributing it to the whole world. In the New Testament, St. Joseph in Egypt protects the bread of life, the bread from heaven, Jesus himself, and ends up distributing him to the whole world. You know, mm-hmm. at, at later, yeah, not on this, not on the same time frame as Old Testament Joseph, but still, like it's through you know that Joseph re- rearing Jesus that Jesus then goes out into the world and you know becomes the bread of life for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and one other one other reference, um, Psalm one hundred five verse twenty one talks about. The Old Testament Joseph saying he was made Lord of his, his being Pharaoh's, um, he was made Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Mm. And if you ever, if you ever heard that line, you'll, you may recognize it from the end of the litany of St. Joseph. Mm. So the New Testament Joseph. So there's this, there's this connection um, where God gives Saint Joseph, um, the authority over his his own son. Yeah. Wow, that's really something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, another another thing too about Saint Joseph that we that we love is that he is one of his titles is the Terror of Demons. So Satan hates Saint Joseph, like a man who is ranked higher than the angels. What is this? That's not okay, right? <laughs> or that's that's how Satan thinks about it at least. At least, um, he's also so Saint Joseph is ranked higher than the angels because of his great humility, mm. right? He submits to the Lord, and mm. humility is the virtue that Satan hates the most. Wow, or one of the virtues that Satan hates the most because that's opposite to pride, mm. which is the sin of Satan, mm. and. Pride is, as we've talked about a little bit in the previous podcast, pride is setting our will directly against God's. And so that is Satan, that is Satan's vice, and that is why he doesn't like humility, and so he doesn't like St. Joseph. Wow. He hates St. Joseph. Yeah, that's... uh... That Blessed Mother Mary Saint Joseph combination uh, really sends uh, really sends the evil one running. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, why is Saint Joseph the patron of the podcast? You might ask. Um, so, yeah, all these things mentioned that we've talked about, plus he is a layman, right? He's like he's not a contrary religious. Um, he's not a priest. He, he's a layman. Um, and obviously the show is called Layman's Homily. Um, St. Joseph's a worker, right? There's a feast that we'll celebrate later this year called St. Joseph the Worker, right? He was a simple carpenter. He provided by the sweat of his brow for his family. But yet he's the greatest of saints, mm. second only to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mm. So that's why he's the patron of the podcast. So now you must be thinking, dear listeners, you must be thinking, how do I how do I grow in devotion to Saint Joseph? Well, there there are a few there are a few different devotions um, that are popularized um, in the church um, that have only become really popular like recently, especially since 
last liturgical year was the year of St. Joseph, uh, as instituted by Pope Francis, um, because even he, reckon, he recognized the, the virtues, the great virtues of St. Joseph. So one of these is the seven Sundays devotion. So seven Sundays before the Solemnity of St. Joseph. No, we're, we're a little bit late for that, but um, it goes into the seven joys and seven sorrows of St. Joseph's life. Um, and all of these are in Scripture. Um, so it follows a scriptural basis, and there are different petitions associated with each of them, each of the Sundays. Um, there are also two different novenas to St. Joseph. There's a nine-day novena, and there's a 30-day novena, um, which I'm actually doing, um, called the Holy Cloak Novena. So entrusting, entrusting yourself to the Holy Cloak, entrusting your petitions to the Fatherly Cloak of St. Joseph. You know how we talk about the mantle of the Blessed Virgin Mary? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's something similar called the Holy Cloak of St. Joseph, right? And so that's, um, so that's this 30-day novena, entrusting your petitions to the Holy Cloak. Which, yeah, it's a bit long, 30 days, but... Hey, but there's it, fruit to bear. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then one last one, which I'm also doing as well, is it doing a consecration to St. Joseph. Um, so you may have heard of a, doing a consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, you can also, you can, you can do both. You can also consecrate yourself to St. Joseph. Um, and it's, sim it's similar in its, in its practice, where it's like you have a 33-day preparation period, and then on the 34th day, you... Um, you do the consecrate act of consecration, and it's a lifelong thing where you entrust entrust your whole self to the inter intercession of Saint Joseph, and having him as your patron is amazing. Um, so, I guess my takeaway is as Pharaoh decreed to the world in the Book of Genesis, talking about the Old Testament Joseph, but we can use it to talk about the New Testament Joseph. Ite ad Yosef, which is Latin for go to Joseph. So, go to Joseph. Mm. It's good. Any thoughts? Any closing thoughts before I move on to the lyrical lift? Well, uh, there's one thing that I do want to say in, in regard to uh, what we mentioned at the beginning of the show, and that was uh, that today's show is going to be sponsored to you, brought to you by Bang Energy Drinks. <laughs> uh, and uh, by way of saying thank you for uh, having me on the show today, I... I it gives me great joy to present you with this uh, oh. Bang Energy T-shirt. Oh, why? Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I will My pleasure. Uh, pro probably wear it, um, even though I personally <laughs> don't drink Bang Energy just because I don't drink caffeine. I very yeah. much appreciate the gesture, and I will show it off. Yeah. And uh, I, we we appreciate how, it. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll take all the marketing we can yeah, get. So exactly. Yeah, we're very very thankful and grateful and. And uh, you can just leave the, the, the drinking of the bang to me. Okay. And it'll be all right. Will do. All right. <laughs> so uh, now now we move on to the lyrical lift. So if, if this is your first episode listening to us, um, the lyrical lift segment is where we take a song that's not necessarily Christian in origin. It's, you know, we can take a secular song and we apply it to, apply the lyrics to the spiritual life, to the living the Christian life. And so this week's song is Simple Man 
by Leonard Skinner. Um, and some of the lyrics um, go like this. So the, fir- the second verse s- says, Troubles will come and they will pass. You'll find a woman and you'll find love. And don't forget, son, there is someone up above. Uh, verse 3 talks about, Forget your lust for the rich man's gold. All that you need is in your soul. And then the chorus goes, And be a simple kind of man. Be something you love and understand. Baby, be a simple kind of man. Oh, won't you do this for me, son, if you can? And so the, the original context is you know, a mother talking to her son. Um, but I feel like a lot of this song was written about the qualities of St. Joseph. Right? He, he was a simple man. Right? He didn't lust after the rich man's gold. Right? In the litany of St. Joseph, one of the titles we give him is the lover of poverty. Right? So he is the lover of poverty, and he knows that all he, that all he needed was in his soul where the Holy Spirit like, was in him. Um, he, he found the woman, the Blessed Virgin Mary, for whom he was made. And he found the purest of loves, like he he gave him he gave himself in love to her, and she returned it back. Um, he understood that troubles would come in his life, and he trusted that God would, in the end, let them pass. For instance, like having to take Mary and Jesus to Egypt, um, and he never forgot that there was someone up above. Um, but the crazy thing is, is that, that that same someone became man and allowed himself to be held in the loving arms of St. Joseph. I guess the takeaway here is to ask that someone to help us imitate the virtues and the simplicity of that simple man, St. Joseph. Mm. Well said. It's beautiful. Yeah. Any, uh, any last thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, I think uh, this has been a, just a great opportunity to uh, um, just uh, learn more about St. Joseph. And, and uh, more, more than anything, I, I'm, I'm going to leave here inspired to um, pursue being the man that, um, the earthly man that St. Joseph was. And, and, uh, and I, I, I pray that uh, for myself that that will um, lead to growing in my faith with with the Lord and um, I pray that uh, that men Catholic Christian men will have that same fire within them to do the same as well all right so yeah like I said thank you for being on the podcast Um, a few final things before we wrap up first if you liked what you heard or even if you didn't please subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review Uh, This will help us reach more people and get the good news out to a world which desperately needs to hear it. Second, we want to hear from you, dear listeners. If you have questions about anything we've discussed on this episode, previous episodes, or anything in general, please send them via email to laymanshomily at gmail.com. That's L-A-Y-M-A-N-S. H-O-M-I-L-Y at gmail.com Finally, please pray for us and know that we are praying for you 
through the intercession of the patron of this podcast, St. Joseph, whose feast we've celebrated on this episode today. So make sure you celebrate his feast well. I know we're it's during Lent, but it's a solemnity, so make sure you celebrate. Um, as uh, one of my one of the priests that I know says, "Fat we fast when we fast, we feast when we feast." So make sure, yeah, we're still in Lent, so make sure you're still doing you know those Lenten sacrifices, but also make sure to celebrate some because it's a solemnity, um, and also to once again. Go to Joseph. Um, Go to St. Joseph and trust him as your spiritual father. So, God bless you all this week, and we look forward to speaking to you all next week. This has been the Layman's Homily.